Section 21 of Anthropology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anthropology, Book 1 by Immanuel Kant. Translated by Adolf Ernst Kroger. Section 21 Mental Diversion. Destructio concerning the manner in which to cognize the internal as well as the external of man section forty four is missing forty five mental diversion distractio is the condition of a turning off of attention abstractio from certain dominant representations by distributing them among others of a dissimilar kind if it occurs purposely it is called dissipation if involuntarily it is termed absence of mind absentia one of the weaknesses of the human mind is this to be nailed to some representation or another to which we have applied great or permanent attention and from which we are not now able to relieve ourselves that is not able to again make our power of imagination free when this defect becomes a habit and is always directed to one and the same object it may turn into insanity to be absent-minded in society is impolite frequently also ridiculous women are generally subject to this infirmity unless they have turned their attention to study a servant who is absent-minded when attending at the table has generally something evil in his mind either some evil of which he fears the consequences or some evil which he proposes to do but to divert our mind that is to give a diversion to our involuntary reproductive power of imagination for instance when a clergyman having finished his memorized sermon desires to prevent its afterward haunting his mind this is a necessary and in part also artificial procedure for taking care of the health of our minds a protracted pondering upon one and the same object leaves behind an echo as it were even as the music of a dance if long continued still keeps humming in the ears of those who return from their revels or as in the case of children who incessantly repeat one and the same bon mot of their fancy especially if it sounds rhythmical an echo which annoys the mind and can only be stopped by diverting and directing the attention to other objects such for instance as the reading of newspapers the regathering of our faculties collectio animi so as to be prepared for every new business is a restoration of the balance of power of our mental forces which promotes the health of the mind social entertainments and amusements of varied characters are like games the most wholesome means for this purpose but such entertainments must not skip abruptly from one thing to another against the natural association of ideas for in that case the social party disperses in a condition of distraction of mind the hundredth being mixed with the thousandth unity of conversation lacking altogether and the mind thus finding itself utterly confused and in need of a new diversion wherewith to disperse the former 
from this it appears that there must be an art not a common art for busy people to diet their minds in order to gain new strength but when we have gathered our thoughts together that is have prepared ourselves to do with them as it pleases us we cannot on that account call any one who intentionally gives way to his thoughts in an improper place or improperly in his business relations to another person taking no notice of such place or relation distrait but only absent-minded to be which in society is certainly impolite hence it is not a common art to divert ourselves without ever becoming distrait which latter condition if it become habitual gives to the man subject to this infirmity the appearance of a dreamer and makes him useless for society since he follows his own imagination in its free play uncontrolled by reason the reading of novels has among many other disturbances of the mind also this result that it makes a habit of mental diversion for although by sketching characters which can actually be found among men though they be somewhat exaggerated it gives a connection to thought as if the novel were a real history which must always be told in a certain systematic manner yet nevertheless allows the mind while reading to switch off as it were that is to insert still other events as fictions whereby the mental operation becomes fragmentary and we permit our representations of one and the same object to play in our mind disjointedly sparsum and not connectedly conjunctum or according to the unity of our understanding the teacher in the pulpit or in the academic lecture room likewise the prosecuting attorney or the lawyer in the courtroom must exhibit three kinds of attention firstly as to what he says now so that he may express it clearly secondly as to what he has said and thirdly as to what he is going to say for if he omits to attend to any one of these things that is to arrange them in this precise order he distracts his own mind as well as that of his hearers or readers and an otherwise good enough mind can under such circumstances not escape the charge of being in a state of confusedness forty six an itself healthy understanding one which has no mental weakness may nevertheless be accompanied with weaknesses in regard to its application which necessitate either postponement until it attains proper ripeness by growth or the being represented by another person in regard to his business matters which are of a civil character the natural or legal incapacity of an otherwise healthy man to use his own understanding in civil affairs is called unmundicite if it is founded on unripeness of age it is called minority but if it is founded on legal institutions for the transaction of public business it may be called the legal and civil unmundicite children are naturally unmundic and their parents are their natural guardians married women are held civilly unmundig at any age the husband being the natural curator but it is different when a wife holds property apart from her husband 
for although the woman has by virtue of the nature of her sex sufficient mouth tools to represent herself and her husband before court so far as talk is concerned in all cases relative to the mine and thine and hence might be considered even ubermundig in this respect still as little as it becomes woman's sex to enter the army ranks even so little does it become her to defend her rights in a person and carry on legal business for herself she needs a representative for this purpose and this legal unmundigkeit in regard to public transactions gives her all the more power in regard to household affairs wherein the right of the weaker party becomes a factor to revere and defend which the male sex feels itself bound by its very nature still however degrading it is very comfortable to make oneself unmundig to be under tutelage and of course there is no lack of leaders who make use of this pliancy of the large masses that are not like to unite of their own accord and who know how to represent to them that it is dangerous to use one's own understanding without the leadership of another nay that this danger is great and probably fatal the head of a state calls himself the father of his country because he knows better than his subjects how to make them happy but the people are for their own benefit condemned to perpetual tutelage and when adam smith says improperly of the rulers that they themselves are without exception the greatest spendthrifts of all he is nevertheless powerfully refuted by the wise laws regulating luxury passed in many countries the clergy keep the laymen strictly and persistently in their tutelage the people have no voice and no judgment in regard to the path which they have to take in order to reach heaven it needs not man's own eyes to reach that place they will guide him sure enough and though they put holy writings in his hands so that he may see with his own eyes he is at the same time warned by his leaders not to find anything else than what they assure him they have already discovered in them everywhere the mechanical direction of men under the rule of others is considered the surest means to make them follow a legal order scholars love as a rule to remain under the tutelage of their wives in regard to household affairs a scholar buried among his books on hearing a servant cry there's fire in one of those rooms replied you know that those matters belong to my wife finally a man may become unmundig again after having been mundig for instance when he has turned out a spendthrift or when after having acquired legal majority he exhibits a weakness of the mind in the administration of his property which stamps him a child or idiot but the consideration of this matter lies beyond the field of anthropology End of section twenty one